The advice I gave her is not to lose sight of serving quality. It's one of the reasons I resisted all offers to franchise. I didn't want to lose the personalized family touch. The most important person is your customer. They've got lots of restaurants to choose from. Those are the words of Christopher Skodris in an interview with the Montreal Gazette in 2010. Skodris, along with his brother George, were the owners of a little pizzeria in the McGill Ghetto known as Emilio's. Established in 1985, Emilio's enjoyed a strong word-of-mouth reputation across the city as having one of the finest wood-fired pizzas on the island of Montreal, successfully striking a balance of high-quality ingredients and affordable prices, a combination especially popular with the nearby students of McGill College. But, like many of the finer things in life, Emilio's time came to an end in January 2015, with brown paper and bankruptcy notices lining the windows. Messages of grief poured in on social media, with one Twitter user stating, Emilio's in the McGill Ghetto is closed. That's like closing Stonehenge, albeit a Stonehenge you only visit at 1am. And another stating, The sad news of Emilio's bankruptcy takes Montreal from having nearly no good pizza to having simply no good pizza. It would only be a month before good news arrived on the horizon, with a chowhound user revealing that, quote, Emilio's problems have been resolved and it will reopen, end quote. With the promise of, quote, the same menu, same food, and same staff, end quote, and at the same location as it always had been, Emilio's was reborn on March 1st, 2015, with one key difference, a new name. On this episode of Guy to Guy to Gut, we're diving into Emilio's. Alright, hello and welcome back. It's episode four. Episode four. Episode four of Guy to Guy to Gut. We made it. I can't believe it. I, I neither can I. It's not quite episode five, but that would be my that feels like a milestone. Five episodes in. Yeah. I need it. <laughs> I need something going right. Yeah. I, I'm looking at ten, but we'll take five. I'll take five, aim for ten, and then after ten, twenty-five. Twenty-five, yeah. Uh, I'm your host, Eric, and next to me is our host, Lucas. Me, Lucas. Oh, That's and me. my dog. And, oh, there's a dog running around. Oh, Peeking. once again, oh. yes, yeah, so we are back in uh, my house for this episode. Welcome to Eric's house. Yes, welcome, welcome back. Welcome to my house. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, in the middle of the street. It's, it's really dangerous. The cars are whizzing by. It's, com- it's dead silent in here. I'm trying to make a joke. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know humor anymore. Well, uh, here we are. Um, we're what like? How many pizzas in are we? We had one. We had, it's, it's so two one, at two, Angela's. Two at Angela's. Two yeah, sorry, at, sorry. Two at Angela. Two at Angela. We always get that wrong. Yeah. Two at Picaro. Two at Picaro. Three on Doctor Rodker. And now three. Technically three, but I think we're covering two. No, no, we're covering three. all three. Well, three at Amelia's. Three at Amelia. Amelia's. Yeah, Amelia's. Yes. So, three, two, three. Uh, sorry, two, three, five, two, five and five. Four, five and five. And then three. Yes. Five and five. It's ten. So ten we're ten pizzas, pizzas deep. Ten pizzas deep in a four-episode series. We're gonna die. Yeah. Well, I also have to tell you, I, I've definitely had pizza outside of the show too. I've had it multiple times. So okay, let's do this. Yeah. A minimum of ten. I'm plus. Yeah. I'd say three or four others. I'm I'm sitting at a good like fifteen pizzas since yeah. we started the show. Yeah, 
We, but I'm losing weight. I don't know. This I, is very weird. Are you? Yeah. All right, congratulations. I don't know what's going on. It could be my, that my body is going to ketosis the wrong way. Mm. Um, do you, you know what that is? I have no idea what ketosis is. Oh, it's, that's that whole keto diet, you, right? You only eat oh. like protein and uh, stuff, and then you lose weight because your body is missing vital ingredient, uh, vital nutrients. Oh, I see. So, so it starts burning your own fat. Yeah. You, you have not gotten enough nutrients because you've only eaten pizza. I ate an orange once yeah well that's my, all right just and and you know i've managed to ward off scurvy my old wounds haven't reopened my hands keep uh peeling oh jesus so maybe i should get on that eat an orange once yeah bandwagon yeah well you know about what happens with scurvy right yeah all my old wounds open up my yeah your bones break the, again the, the uh uh what's that my thing? teeth fall out and, yeah and then a, a mermaid comes onto my boat and attracts all the sailors to swim off into the ocean, and then I'm left destitute at sea and a boat alone. Well, I'll tell you, I, uh, you nailed it. Thank you. That's definitely. Were you reading from Wikipedia just then? Yeah, I pulled it up on my phone. Ah, well, I don't know I, why you didn't see that. I I wish that you had your phone open last episode because we have some corrections to make. Oh no. Yeah. Uh. Well, I got something wrong on the internet. Yeah, you got something wrong in our podcast. And, you know, as uh, authorities on pizza and food in Montreal, um, I feel it's only right that we point out whenever there's an error that we've made. That's true. We have uh, to learn from our mistakes. Yes, and you made a pretty critical error. Um, you did what probably many 40-year-olds on the internet do, and you believed a meme image. It wasn't a meme image. I read something. I read an article that said it was... I didn't just look at an, an image macro and said, "God damn the young people." Well, let's give some context to uh, what what happened last episode. Let's let's just play back uh, what you said. Do you associate vegetables a lot with phallic imagery, or all the time? I in fact, I only buy vegetables based off their phallic imagery. So, what about? I only buy, buy male bell peppers. <laughs> I uh, what? <laughs> male, male, they have four. They have four ends instead of three. Oh, I thought that That's was the thing. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I get the four. I get the four pointed ones because you can cut off the tops and they make nice sturdy cups for roasted peppers. Yeah, uh, that's why I get them. Oh, I'll be damned. Actually, yeah. I did. Not I don't know actually that. discriminate my peppers. Yeah, but it's a thing. I didn't know that. That's how you distinguish them. That's amazing. It could be. Um, it could be the reverse, but I know that there's a difference, and it's based on the gender of the plant. I'll be damned. All right, well, you heard the tape. Lucas made a stupid mistake because he's a stupid, stupid boy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, so you heard the tape. Uh, Lucas made a pretty key mistake. So he said that, uh, as you heard, uh, Pepper's genders are able to be... You can tell a Pepper's gender by the number of lobes it has. Yeah. Well, that's not true. The more lobes, the better. Yeah, it's, well, this that is true. Uh, but you can't tell the gender of a Pepper with the number of lobes. See, I... More than just, like seeing it on a picture somewhere i did look around and there was like where at the grocery store or not the like chefy's site i forget the, where i found the information it was a long time ago i found this information but it wasn't some meme site ah. it was like a so you weren't on nine tip. gag or imager no, i wasn't on is it imager or imager imager sounds like a real thing yeah Im, my ex used to call it imgur Mm-mm. Nope, no. that's wrong. Yeah, that's actually why we uh, split. Oh, okay, yeah. good. That's congratulations. Yeah, you made the right choice. High five. Uh, well, it turns out bell peppers are hermaphroditic. 
So oh, they go both ways. Yeah. So uh, apologies to the bell pepper community. I'm very sorry. This is I. I promise to do better to the bell pepper community. And uh, now let's talk about another uh, horrible thing that I think you should correct uh, that you told me over the weekend. Correct. Yeah. Correct. No, it's delicious, and I I will not apologize for this. Well, let me tell you about what I heard over the weekend. Lucas and I decided to hang out for a bit. And Which then, was a huge mistake. Yeah, and then his uh, his fiance came home, and uh, we were all talking, and then Lucas revealed his wonderful snack creation. We were talking about bread, right? We were talking about we're, we're both trying to keep track of our calories like good boys, and mm-hmm. I told him that there is this bread that was absurdly low for the number of slices you can eat. It's forty slices for one hundred fifty calories. Yeah, it's just empty. It's just air. It's just, just air. eating air. And uh, Lucas told me about a wonderful peanut butter and cheese snack it's great you take you take a untoasted uh multi-grain bread and you put it on your cutting board yeah you, you smear some nice peanut butter on there some nice creamy peanut butter no nuts in that one the, the creamy one and then the the finale the uh the piece de resistance of the plate is to take a slice of craft american cheese and you put it right on top of the schmear and you eat it because it's tasty you should try it the, the Don't th- judge it without trying it, Eric. The I thing that really gets it. me was the fact that you were so insistent that you had told everyone about this in the room. Not everyone. I, I had told my fiance about it, and she you knows were, about it. You were so insistent, and the look on her face was like, "That's that could have been." She could have repressed it. I believe that she would have <laughs> repressed it. Well, I wish I did, because what a horrifying thing! It's not a horror. Have you tried I've, it? No. Well, but I do have another question for you. Okay, is that a pizza? Um. No, it's an open face sandwich. So if I were to put peanut butter and cheese onto a pizza round, would that be a pizza for you? If I fed this to you, I would. So a, I would eat it. B, I don't think I would consider it pizza. What the hell wouldn't you eat? <laughs> There's very little I wouldn't eat. Oh my god! There's a reason I, I am the way that I am today. Well, uh, strapping and handsome. I certainly think. I certainly hope pizza was the reason for that. Yeah, it uh, it fortified my veins. <laughs> so what else have you been up to um i was work. you you're back to work i'm back to work yeah. finally i got i have kids they're mine hmm. i'm gonna start that again i'm back to work yeah it's been great that's really good to hear yeah i'm getting my uh, i'm getting my kids i'm getting my students mm-hmm. i'm uh i'm enjoying my work again it's great i feel fulfilled are they going to find out about this show? I hope not. I oh. hope to God not. <laughs> I've told no one at work about it, and I pledge to not tell anyone at work about it mm. for as long as I'm there. No one should hear this side of me. I... No one should hear the side of you that enjoys food and is a yes. gourmand? Yes. You don't want to be known as a gourmand. I definitely don't. <laughs> I definitely don't want to be known as a gourmand. Ah, Lucas, welcome. You're a gourmand. You are a gourmand. No, Teach don't. Teach this class about being a gourmand. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm glad to hear you're back at work. I, yeah. I, I think stability is nice. Feeling fulfilled again. I don't. I don't. Mm. I don't have the existential guillotine above my neck anymore. Yeah, it's nice. Well, here's to another good eight months of uh, of uh, stability. Yay. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. Other than that, I'm but. Went back to, went back to Enterprise. You know the the, the Star Trek series in the two thousands, Enterprise. 
No. The one with the theme song. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So. Why? It's it's. I ran out of all the other Star Trek. I plowed through Voyager and just that was awful. Uh, and in contrast, Enterprise is actually pretty good. I guess I guess when you reach the absolute bottom, it doesn't yeah. seem so bad. Yeah. I'm scraping the barrel and uh, I'm not finding mm. the worst. Mm. I'm not finding what I expected. Yeah. Um, there's still plenty of episodes that are they've either been done before better yeah or they're just kind of lame that's kind of the weird um thing that star trek fans love right because uh you know everyone's talking about the orville and oh it's just like watching tng or whatever except it's got poo poo and pee pee jokes but But, i mean so it's better no (laughs) (laughs) no i mean i guess i guess you should watch it yeah i did i got four episodes in i i it, I've I've said this analogy before, but it it seems like because it does have former Star Trek writers working on it, and it seems like someone in a writer's room was like rifling through the drawers at Paramount. They're sneaking around in the middle of the night. And they pull open a drawer and they're just like, "Oh, oh, Master will love the Star Trek scripts I found." Wow. And then they pull them out, <laughs> dust them off, Master. and then they uh, scan them in with the OCR and then Control F all the Star Trek names and replace them. And then they just, uh, you know, just they just make sure it fits the yeah, Orville's yeah. cast. Just and, refactor uh, everything Star Trek into Orville. And yeah. It's also an hour-long comedy, which is weird. Oh, and then it's that's... sometimes not funny, which is not weird. It's kind of expected. Hmm. I yeah. mean, it's got the... What's his name? He did Seth, the, he Seth did the MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. Seth Rogen. Seth, no, he's the other one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hi, Seth. How is it going? <laughs> Glad to have you here. Getting high. It's real good. <laughs> that's old Sethy. That's it. There he is in the flesh. Hey, what are you doing with my microphone? Sorry, I'm back. Hey, hi, Eric. Yeah, Seth was here. Yeah, we had to, to kick Seth Rogen out of my house. I don't want him around. <laughs> God, he's still there. He's still in the corner. All right. Well, he's uh, out of here. Good. Kick him out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's got that Seth MacFarlane guy, so he's not very funny. Yeah, he can be. I mean, he was funny. Yeah, I thought American Dad was a good show. He was of an age. Yeah. I think that that maybe. era, not of an age, but like that like, era of comedy maybe has passed. Yeah. I mean, he was funny then, but he's, he can't keep doing the same stuff. I hope he's not doing the same stuff. I haven't watched it. American Dad and Family Guy are still in the air. That's not good. American Dad's pretty funny. Yeah. Especially now, actually. I think it, it holds better now because that, more oh, or less, yeah. yeah. yeah it is actually. It is surprisingly, uh, sometimes, I don't know. I'm fucking, I don't know. No, thoughtful? What are you trying to get out of here? Uh, relevant? Politically? Oh, yeah, I mean, having, sure. like, a, a Warhawk... Uh, CIA agents who... Yeah, I mean, that's all of them. So it was actually ahead of its time. I'm just feeling fat and tired talking about Seth MacFarlane right now. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I that's just don't have the breath right now. Should, let's go to let's go let's to another just, topic. Let's yeah. just, Eric, what have you been doing? What have you been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? Jeez. Uh, the job that I was doing over the summer, which was my normal job, uh, wrapped up months ago, as you probably heard in the show. Uh, but then I came back to do some spot work, and uh, that ended on Tuesday. So then on Wednesday, I slept for something like nine and a half hours. I got out of bed at 11, and uh, then I, I just uh, – I have a step counter on my wrist, right? And my goal is to do 8,000 a day, and I think I did uh, like 800. Okay. <laughs> like 12. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like by default, I think I can get like 200 inside my house. Just put the, all the nervous pacing you do. I don't even do that anymore. Oh, you didn't? Good for you. I just wrap the uh, step counter around my head and let it swing around as I... uh... No, I don't even do that. As you sit on your couch and sway? 
in sadness because I'm just trying to get that ass groove back in i just can't do it no no i'm 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 fine it's just uh it's really weird you know when you build a routine and then you just kind of like don't have it anymore yeah, yeah i could just yeah, yeah. like and the thing is i also don't want to i don't know I don't know. Well, I mean, you don't go to the office when you don't have work to do because then you're just kind of hanging around. I mean, that's kind of what I was doing for like a week and a half. Oh. <laughs> I was doing like data backup of all of our projects, which well, is a job. Yeah. Listen, I won't judge you too hard for having a weird snack preference. I hope not. Yeah. No, everybody, I... I mean, look, I'm not saying everybody should go out and eat this thing for breakfast every day. Yeah. Give it a shot. You probably won't like it, but yeah. if you do... Don't judge me. Yeah, and you know what? Look, in all fairness, I'll I'll reveal one of my weird snack preferences, and then you can you know freak out as much as you want as I did on you. I think it's only fair. Good. So, what I like to do mm-hmm. is I like to take a, a bagel and cut it in half horizontally, and then put it in the toaster. And once it's heated up a sufficient amount, I take uh, some cream cheese. I like light cream cheese, but I can take any cream cheese. And I smear about like smear smear sorry thank you about a tablespoon or so maybe two of cream cheese on it and I eat it. You're a fucking monster. How dare you do this? Do you do you know the plight of the bagel? All right. How the bagel is trying to graduate from just being a cream cheese delivery device, and you you come in here on this podcast and you just. You put that out there for everybody to hear. You say, look, look at this bagel. It's useless for one thing and one thing only. You put fucking cream cheese on it. That's the only use of a bagel. Sometimes you're a, you're a monster. Sometimes I put I put salmon on it. We call it bagels and locks. How fucking dare you? I am livid with you right now, Eric. We are gonna have a talk off the air about this. We need to move on. <laughs> So after the break, <laughs> after the break, we're going to talk about Amelia's. <laughs> hey, we're back on Guy to Guy to Get. Uh, hey. We just we just got back from the Hague. Um, yeah. Lucas and I were both separately put into different trials for our crimes against snacking. Yeah, I basically got a slap on the wrist, but Eric got about fifty years. Yeah, uh, he's gonna get put away at the end of this show. What's really, what's really great though is that um, Lucas only really got the slap on the wrist because uh, in the middle of his uh, hearing, he started yelling, "I'm not guilty! I'm not guilty!" And then he drank a vial of something. I don't know. Listen, I, he is a I mean, thing look, for the dramatic. Uh, we we have about forty five minutes left. <laughs> so let's try to power through here. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, um, this episode, we went to uh, a Montreal favorite, a bit of a staple of the uh, the McGill, McGill area. Um, it's we, it's we, very interesting that you say it's a staple to the McGill area. Maybe this is way more of a reflection on me and my involvement in university, but I went to McGill for like five years and never once even heard the name Amelia's. I, I knew about this uh, place back when it was Emilio's. I just never went. Oh. I, yeah. Uh, I've, I don't know. Uh, I've, I, it's one of those places, you, I guess there's a, just like a lot of pizzerias in Montreal, but yeah. a lot of wood-fired pizzerias, but this, yeah. is a, this, was a, this was one of the places that I knew about. I never heard about this before we decided on going there for the show, mm. and uh, I'm just kicking myself for it because I think we both had a hell of a time there. Yeah, so 
let's walk through what it's like there. We we went on uh, Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's like a, a kind of a cozy place. It's on the corner of uh, Milton and Street. Milton, and then you walk. It park in Milton, and then you walk down Milton until it's on the corner. And then Let me look at the address. <laughs> and then you go inside, <laughs> and it's good and it's tasty. <laughs> Let's <laughs> uh, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like a little downtown restaurant. It's just a couple of blocks uh, off of um, Park and Milton, uh, on the corner of Saint Famille, and oh. uh, it's a little down downstairs resto. Yeah, I was really I was enamored with I, the fact that you had to go like downstairs and you were just a little bit below street level, and yeah. that's just to me just screams like a family like dine like restaurant diner old fashioned kind of restaurant is i don't know why i have really don't know why because i've only ever been in one other restaurant that was below street level and that was very much a diner see i was gonna ask if that was like your family's restaurant experience but oh, you worked didn't... at a planet poutine so <laughs> <laughs> also my family never ate out at restaurants so uh never worked at never owned a restaurant never owned a restaurant or well my grandparents owned a restaurant, uh, like a snack bar, diner kind of deal. Oh yeah, uh, for for a good number of years, and then they moved up from that to a grocery, and then was that in the same location? Um, they built it off from the snack bar. They built it. Okay. They bought the building next door and just expanded it out to a grocery slash snack bar. Yeah. And um, what was it called? Eventually, they, um, now it's called a different name. Uh, it's on the corner. It's off. It's off Devar. Devar and the street that is one street down from Van Horn. <coughs> it's I don't look. I don't know where I, I don't know why I started talking about this. You've distracted me and I went off on a tangent. What a mess! Wow! <laughs> wow! Oh my God! We started off so strong today. Lord. Ah. Well, you want to just try again? Yeah, we have to start from the top. Where where the fuck was the top? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take it back from the actual from the top from the, from the top. So uh, this uh, this episode, we went to a quaint little pizzeria. As you know, uh, we went to Emilia's, formerly known as Emilio's, uh, family run since 1985. Uh, bounced back and forth between family members, and. Uh, like I said in the intro, has a bit of a word of mouth reputation across the city. Uh, Lucas, uh, you went to McGill. Um, I did. did. You know about this place? I. This speaks more to me as a, the kind of student that I was, and that I didn't really stay on campus. But I had never heard of Emilia's <laughs> or Emilio's before we decided to go there for the show. Huh. Okay. I mean, that's that's fair considering. Um, I mean, how many times have we said so far your pizzeria was the one closer to where you grew up? Yeah. Uh, Pizzeria Van Horn, which I still have not eaten from. Uh, I'm still insulted by. Well, do it for the show then. You pick it next episode. Okay, fine. I will. It's good. All right. Um, hey, look, we have our next episode. Hey, there next we go. Episode, we're going to Van Horn. Pizzeria Van Horn. All right. Uh, you heard it here first. Yeah. Dear Watch listeners. out, Van Horn. Um, I heard about Emilia's. Uh, I heard about Emilio's, I should say, um, way back. I had friends who lived in the McGill Ghetto area, and it was just one of those places that. Uh, I always meant to go to, never did, and then when I heard that they closed and then reopened, uh, I too was uh, sad about it. Not enough to post on social media, because I didn't give a shit. 
I don't really get posting on social media about being sad about restaurant closing. I mean, if it's a restaurant, like if if you found out Amelia's closed, I think you'd be pretty upset. I mean, I'd, I'd be upset, but I wouldn't go on Twitter and be like, Amelia's is closing when I end my life now. I wouldn't do that. I don't think anybody posted that. I hope not. It's not. I even it. read two tweets. Let's read them. I, I read them earlier oh, in the intro. Earlier? Were you not listening? I uh, look. Um, uh, let's, my brain. Uh, okay. Fuck. <laughs> we Fuck. almost had it. We almost had it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad at myself because I did it both times. <laughs> no, no, no. But we're we can save it up until the part where I said I'd heard about it. <laughs> Lucas is having a bit of a day today. I'm sorry. It's What's just, going on, buddy? I. I you doing know. something tonight? Is it a big night for you? It's not a big night. It's just I'm. Mean, I've got to go out to the East End. I got my mother-in-law. She's having like a dinner. I hope it's not for me, because 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 your birthday because my birthday was last week. Yeah, and it was already been celebrated, and they've like never celebrated it before. Um, and I don't want them to start because <laughs> that would be weird. Because it's been you've known me for eight years now, and now you're starting to celebrate. Like it's weird. Just don't do it. So it's got me all kerfuffled. Oh, jeez. Well, uh, I should say happy birthday to my co-host Lucas. Thank you. Uh, we totally didn't address that on Twitter or in the intro. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. I I know you love celebrating your birthday, so I'm just gonna keep mentioning it. Oh, good. Happy birthday, birthday Thank boy. Thank you. So, uh, birthday boy, we went over to Amelia's pizzeria. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. It can yeah. be, but it's, just, it's, it's probably going to be. How do I receive that all the time? I don't know how to receive it. Well, you I eat say thank food, you and then I, yeah, I eat the food, and I say thank you, and I guess that's that's the best I can do. That's all you need to do. I just always feel like I have to do something more. Why? Because it's like people are doing something for me, so I have to do stuff for people. No, you don't. Yeah, make them food or something. Yeah, I should. Just go over there and be like, okay, well, uh, I want to say thank you for uh, the birthday dinner. Come over to my house, and I'll make you a meal. But then what if that gets reciprocated? And then it's just back and forth forever. You get free meals every other week. Yeah, but I have to make meals every other week. Then you tell them to stop. No, I don't know what to do. Eric, how do I be a person? Well, uh, first of all, you get yourself together and you spend the requisite two hours that we have every week to completely clear your mind of uh, yeah, the stresses of life. Try to, try, really trying to focus hard on yeah. not making a bad joke. It's so hard for me not make a bad joke. You're not making any jokes from what I hear. That's why they're bad. Oh, oh, Jesus. Well, let's pull things together and get back on track. But yep. Let's talk about our experience on Wednesday. So, uh, walk me through what you saw as you walked into Amelia's. So, fuck. So when I went into Amelia's, I was immediately um, struck by how quaint and cozy everything seemed. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a nice little sunken restaurant, a little bit below floor level, street level. And you could look out the window and see people passing by, which I've always enjoyed in a restaurant. I don't know really why. I just think it's a nice aesthetic choice. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was nice brick walls and nice paintings and some exposed pipes, which is like a good aesthetic touch. <laughs> I'm not saying that to knock anything. I'm saying these are good aesthetic touches. I like it. Uh, exposed then, pipes. Uh, well, put like, that on the checklist. You know, like a, like a decorative uh, pipes. 
<laughs> what do you want? Don't give me that look. I mean, I I'm losing it again. I mean, sometimes, you know, you have pipes on the wall uh, out of, uh, you know, a choice of not having a, a suspended ceiling. So that definitely wasn't a suspended ceiling in there. No, you could see the pipes. You could see the pipes. You've established this. But it was nice. And oh, you almost had it this time. Why, Why does it keep happening? <laughs> maybe it's not. Maybe it's not the stress that you. Maybe it's just the show. Maybe it's just the show. I just can't. I can't perform. I'm having performance anxiety. Ah, maybe that's it. Maybe this is the worst part of the show because you're so bad at it. I'm very bad at this show. No, you're not. And every you're time doing, I listen to the show, fine. I think, wow, I'm not entertaining. And then I feel like I have to be entertaining the show so where do you want to pick up from i don't know all right so uh when we walk into the restaurant it's it's a it's a downstairs restaurant um it's very homey feeling uh, a lot of exposed brick it, it actually uh feels fancier than it is which isn't a knock against it it's not a negative it's it's a downstairs restaurant it's got exposed brick around the walls and uh it's got these white led lights lining the area You've got, I think, there was like a a, a wooden trellis style wall, like the kind where you would have vines going up. I could be misremembering that because we also ate three pizzas worth of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I think there were those uh, those decorative touches there. What do you call them? Trello walls? Trellis walls. Trellis it's like walls? it's like those things, the cross hatched wood. Yeah, that there you was can some cross hatched wood in there. Yeah, yeah. That's a very Italian touch. I um, I also was taken. Uh, I also noticed the big cash only sign right above the entrance, which uh, apparently I was the only one who saw. <laughs> yeah, I totally missed that, and I think I was too. Uh, enraptured by what I was seeing, you did look like you walked into like a, a fairy, fairy princess house. This was definitely a a mecca for me. Yeah, the the look on Lucas's face as he walked in, um, honestly, it was a bit like kids walking into Willy Wonka's factory for the first time. That's exactly how it felt, though, because it just felt like a really cool, legitimate pizzeria. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely, and yeah. and you just walk in, and it's nice, like cozy family kind of restaurant kind of deal. Yeah, and and from what I saw, like we waited to be seated, but from what I saw, people were just walking in, seat, taking free seats. Yeah, and I felt kind of silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people seemed pretty com- very comfortable, like yeah. with the restaurant, and just obviously they're like regulars or they've come here multiple times, and yeah. so they just walk in, get their favorite table, and and even if they haven't, they're probably just scoping it out because this place was really busy. Mm, not yeah. long after we showed up. So we got in like just a bit after seven. Um, it was uh, Rebecca, uh, my girl, my girlfriend, Lucas hey, and myself. Uh, we, we all came in and uh, yeah, the three of us sat down, looked at the menu and we ordered some pizzas. The staff was really nice too. Yeah. It, it felt way understaffed with only <laughs> one waitress and then the chef who was walking in and out of the kitchen. Like, there were, there was, there were a lot of people in the kitchen. There were. I saw. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's the, um, at least one chef and two sous chefs. I think the owner of the restaurant, um, I don't know the name. According to the website, it's uh, Jennifer. Um, I recognize her photo from, from the Amelia's Facebook. And then our waitress. Okay. Um, so it was a full house. And like for having pretty much one waitress on the floor and then the, the, the chef manning, like also doing rounds, yeah. they were like a machine oh, yeah. service it was, was great service was great i say understaffed just because i saw like the stress on their faces and i was like there needs to be another person to You're sort right. of help and make this less of a stressful situation for yeah you were having like flashbacks yeah i was having some some stress <laughs> flashbacks to some ptsd to when i used to work in a restaurant and 
just the because when I used to work at a restaurant, oftentimes I would be left sort of alone to man the cashier. Um, That's not a good like, feeling. Man the cashier, make the food, and also serve the food. Hmm. Um, I should note that this was an overnight shift, so most of the time I was pretty much uh, just just uh, yelling Billy Joel songs to myself in an empty restaurant. But there were some times <laughs> when, and this is true, uh, there were some times when you know there'd just be like ten people who'd show up at once, and I'd be like, oh. Yay! I get to be incredibly busy for a very short period of time, and then I go right back to having just nothing happening, um, which is not a great feeling. So it was a good strategic move, I guess, for you to sit where you were because your back was turned to the kitchen the yeah, whole time. Yes, it was really good for me not to see what was going on in there because <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to focus on the quite exceptional pizza that I had. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure what order we should go through these. I think we should just uh, we'll start with yours. Uh, oh, okay. I, I think we'll start with the. Uh, the pizza of the night i think i definitely think this was the best pizza yeah of the three that we had now it i want to be clear uh, about this because the pizza that we had all three of them were stellar very, and i i know we're, we're we're we're, we're kind of like not burying the lead but we're kind of uh blowing it right away we're spoiling yeah, the surprise right away but i think so i i just i got it we have to talk about this pizza we have we, to we, put this pizza out in front where it belongs yeah so the first pizza we're going to talk about of the three we had that night was mm-hmm. the pizza that Lucas ordered and uh, also their submission to the Montreal Pizza Fest. Uh, it's from what I've read, their signature pizza or one of their many signature pizzas, uh, the Pizza Florentine or the Pizza Florentine. Flo- Florentine. I think Florentine. The Pizza Florentine. The Florentine Pizza. So uh, it was quite good. Yeah. Can so you describe the, what, what it was, please? Yes. <laughs> I can. can you, so uh, describe to the listeners what the Pizza Florentine was. The Pizza Florentine had uh, not a white sauce, not a red sauce. And the sauce was really, I think, the key thing here. It was an artichoke heart sauce, mm. which was uh, really rich and creamy and smooth and very, very delicious. And the other topping that they had was spinach, fresh spinach. And so the combination of those two underneath the cheese uh, was really something spectacular. Mm-hmm. There was a regular mozzarella cheese on top, and they had their their standard crust. Yeah. And their, that was their really crust, the whole pizza. Their crust was really something else, too. And all three, it was like a, somewhere between the realm of thin and thick crust pizzas. It was a perfect balance of having a nice outer crust that was very bready and, uh, and you know, uh, full of, like, those gluten strands, you know, it was super yeah. bubbly, but a uh, crust in the center that really held together everything that it needed. Um, it was, it, it was really something else. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with. And what no, what I noticed from the crust itself was that it was, um, it was flaky. Mm-hmm. The crust, the, the the handle part of the crust, I guess. The, cr- no, the, the crust. The crust, <laughs> because the whole thing is a crust. So, the the end of the crust, right? Yeah. When you bit into it, it was it was hollow inside. It could be hollow inside. There was great bubbles that were forming, like you were mm-hmm. saying, and that lended a really like flaky texture to the end of the crust. Yeah, uh, which I was really surprised by because I wasn't I wasn't expecting that out of pizza crust. Um, but I think they really have great. Uh, would you call it gluten structure? Gluten strands? Yeah. So like, what happens is when the yeast is uh, acting in the pizza, like uh, if you ever make pizza dough at home and you cut it open while it's rising, what's happening is that there's these that it creates strands of gluten and like that the structure that you see inside of a bread that bubbling and like those those lines those are strands of, of gluten that have formed inside of it oh thank you yeah <laughs> i didn't know that 
Well, you learn something every day, and on Gaida Gaida Gut, you learn something at least once every two weeks. Yeah, at least. <laughs> at least. Um, one of the things that I noticed with your pizza, too, was just uh, those came super hot. Every pizza came in <laughs> super, super hot, and that actually, I put that down in my notes as a bit of a detriment because it just made everything, uh, especially in the center of the pizza, a bit of a goopy mess. Yeah. Uh, but we, yeah. what was really fun about the way they served it was uh, they served it on the pan that it cooked on with two spoons, yeah. which I just fell in love with immediately. And and those worked. Cause they we were, were great. We were skeptical, but I, like when, once the pizza sort of coalesced, everything came together, you, you let it rest, uh, and they lifted so easily. There yeah. was still a cheese pull. Yeah. No, the, the spoon delivery mechanism I was impressed by. Yeah. The fact that, you know, I don't know. Like, who gives spoons to serve pizza? I guess Amelia's does. I've, I feel like I've before? seen that before. I I've feel like that happened at Angela, actually. No. Because um, that, that was, I like, she had the, the pizza cutter at mm-hmm. the table. She put it on that thing, and then um, I'm, I'm pretty certain it was a two-spoon dealie. I know uh, that that's sort of a, a, a fancier pizzeria style, because I've definitely seen that before where they take the two spoons and you clamp them together and then use that as a pair of tongs. I might be wrong about Angela. Uh, I, I don't might remember have been that Angela. I don't think it was tongs either. I think we just had the, like, our fork and knife to take the pizza. No, she served it to us. Maybe she had served it with spoons, but I don't remember spoons sticking around. Yeah, maybe she kept, I feel like she we, kept them. She might have kept them because <laughs> we definitely would have talked about that because I have never seen that before. The other life. thing I, I wanted to uh, point out was uh, something that you mentioned last episode when we had the uh, Dr. Otker spinach pizza, which by composition, I won't say it was too similar to this, but there was a point you had made about how fresh ingredients can elevate a pizza. And one of the things that struck us with the Florentine pizza is the, like, it was very clear that it was all fre- fresh stuff. Yeah, I think it was a proof of concept of what I was talking about last week, yeah. or last show, where you can have all the ingredients on a pizza, but if they're not the freshest they can be, if they're not you know, the best possible things, it's not going to be as good as it could be. And the Florentine pizza I have was really a demonstration of good fresh ingredients make for a very strong pizza. Uh, it really elevates the whole pizza because it's, the flavors were, were they were popping, they were yeah. outstanding. It, it was, it was unbelievable. Um, I was skeptical about that too. I, it, I guess logically it makes sense that fresh ingredients would elevate a food and, Generally, that's true. I just, I think for pizza, I never really make that leap or make mm-hmm. that assumption because, you know, it's pizza. Right. But pizza can really be great. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the other two, which were also great in their own right. Sure. Kind of. We don't want to say. They were. I, mean, I think the Florentine was definitely on top, but it's not like they were. The other two pizzas were far behind it. They they were also all three pizzas were very different. Yes, that's um, true. And I think they I think part of what what made our orders work quite well was that they're so different that they all kind of filled a different need. Definitely. So the next the other pizza uh, this one was chosen by Rebecca. It was a barbecue chicken pizza, uh, topped with caramelized onion. Yeah. Now typically I, I don't go for a barbecue pizza. I've never had barbecue chicken pizza before. You've never had barbecue chicken pizza? No. So I think I've had, I've had a few, but they were, I think they were either frozen or they were homemade with like a store-bought barbecue sauce kind of yeah. deal. And I've never really enjoyed them because yeah. I always found like 
barbecue sauce is kind of too sweet for a pizza. Yeah. But the way the way they made their barbecue sauce uh, and balanced it with the caramelized onions and the grilled chicken that they had and every all the other elements on the pizza, I think that ultimately it came out to be very good. Yeah, uh, on their on their menu, it's advertised as a homemade barbecue sauce, chicken, caramelized onions, and cheese. And uh, honestly, I've had barbecue chicken sandwiches before, and what this was was a really high quality barbecue chicken sandwich that somebody accidentally put on a pizza dough, and then it worked. Except it wasn't accidentally. It was pretty much an open-faced barbecue chicken sandwich on a pizza round. That sounds great. Um, chicken was really generous on that. The barbecue sauce was a nice tangy sweet. Um, had like a bit of a spicy edge in the back of the throat. Mm-hmm. And um, like I, I, you know, I was I, I'm converted to the barbecue chicken pizza. I would have it again. Yeah, I would definitely have it again. I really liked how in the barbecue chicken pizza, each the you know the chicken that was on there was clearly cut from a greater piece of chicken and it didn't come already cut from a store mm. uh, from like a food supply thing and then grilled up like it felt like there was a chicken breast that they grilled in whole and then they sliced it up yeah because the pieces were regular the pieces were had like a really good crust on them individually uh, that was you know you could you could you could tell the different the the what's the word the um, demarcation between the strata the chicken strata? Not strata, but there was a clear difference between the chicken that had been, part of the chicken that had been grilled just recently. Yeah, the chicken demarcation lines? Sure. The I think that's what I wanted biopsy. to go for. Why do you have to ruin this? Ch- <laughs> I liked that the chicken on the pizza felt like it was a whole grilled chicken piece, and then they were chopping it up and put it on that pizza. I feel like it happened. Like, I got the impression that it happened altogether very quickly. Now, the last piece that we had was the one that I chose. I had heard a lot about it on uh, all sorts of reviews. It was the uh, white pizza. It's also one, been one of my favorites historically, though in my mind, white pizza is generally like the focaccia pizza that has nothing on it or Parmesan, oil, spices. In this case, what we got was decadence defined. It was the richest thing I've ever eaten. It was a five-cheese white pizza uh from what I could identify, at least, there was ricotta, there was parmesan, there was mozzarella. I would assume also an Alfredo sauce and maybe goat cheese somewhere. I honestly can only name three of the five pe- uh, cheeses on this pizza, but every single bite was so delectable. I haven't drooled eating because I don't do that. But my mouth watered for the first time in a really long time when I ate this uh, when I ate this pizza. Um, it is currently a front runner on the list of foods that cause comas in a positive way. It nearly knocked me out, knocked me off my feet. It was delicious. And yet I think everybody else felt it was too rich because they're all babies. Yeah, it was a bit much. It was amazing. For my tastes, there, there was a there was too much ricotta. I feel like that was the main problem. Like that was the real thing that that made it soup too heavy was that there was too much ricotta sort of slathered all over the top of it. Yeah. Because it was that, plus all the extra cheese, plus whatever sauce was going on in there, which I couldn't really get to because everything was so rich and sort of overwhelming. Plus, I think in the order of pizzas that we... So what we did, we did sort of a, a round robin. We'd pass to the left first and then pass to the right. And I think you had the white pizza 
last? I did have it at the wrong time. I did have the the most the heaviest, richest piece of pizza at the very end of my meal. Yeah. Which was a mistake. Yeah. Granted. But all the same, when something has too much going on, like I I feel the same way about cheesecake. Is that it's too much. Yeah. It's too rich. It's too heavy. There's too much of a cheese thing going on there. Yeah. Not that this pizza was a cheesecake, but the extra ricotta that was on there was like one step too far. Yeah. That's how I feel. Well, you're wrong. Uh, look, I've been wrong before, and I haven't apologized for it. Yeah, you have. <laughs> Let's play back the tape. Shit. <laughs> I can't take any more stands. Oh, everything I say is on everything I say is on tape now. <laughs> yeah, grandpa, it's all on tape. My my war so, crimes are being exposed. So, yeah, three amazing pizzas in a row fast. I honestly this is the second show that we've done in a row where we've had three pizzas. Yeah. But the difference being, the three pizzas we had this week were all exceptional. Yeah, I have to say the reason we chose Amelia's uh, this week was because after last episode's um, truly wonderful chocolate pizza, uh, I I thought that we should treat ourselves to something that was a bit better. Yeah. So, Amelia's. Um, Amelia's. On our scale of eight slices out of eight, how will you rank it? The restaurant gets... Uh, seven overall because uh, I, while I think my pizza was really good and really great no I can't justify the seven the more I think about it I think I have to give an eight I would go back I would be happy to go back I have to pay cash but whatever I don't even care usually I'm a stickler for this kind of stuff I'll, I'll avoid places that I have to pay cash on I don't even care for Amelia's I want to go back it's going to be bad for me, my wallet and my health, but I want to go back to Amelia's. I want to take people there. I want to bring people to this restaurant. I want them to see and experience what I saw and what I experienced. So I'm trying to be, you know, not give out eights very freely, but God damn it, I can't justify a seven or a six. All right. So eight out of eight from Lucas. Um, I guess uh, when it comes to rating this restaurant and when it comes to rating pizzas, the things that we have to always think about are the, the the venue and what it's like to have eaten it and where we ate it if it wasn't at home. Um, we have to think about the price. We have to think about the, the quality of the ingredients and the freshness. And the thing that I had to refer back to is the words of Christopher Skodras. I didn't want to lose the personalized family touch. And the thing is, with Amelia's, they haven't lost it. They had it all the way through and through with our experience. Our pizzas, you know, they were all so different. Some were heavier than others. Some were just, they might not have been perfect, but what we experienced all around was the perfect experience. And I have to give Amelia's eight on eight as well. So I'm happy to induct Amelia's into the Golden Pizza Club with a unanimous 100% score between the both of us. A full pizza. A full pizza. A full pizza pie for Amelia's. Congratulations. Congratulations. You earned it. You're a great restaurant. One of the things that I kept coming back to thinking about was just, like you said, I, I had the same feeling walking out of it. People need to go here. Yeah. This is a place that, like, their word of mouth reputation was so well earned that night. And, it, you know, we were we're just, like, two people out of probably thousands oh, of for people sure. who filtered through this place, probably had the same experience as we did, and then moved on to tell others about it. And um, all of that 
in, was entirely warranted. Oh yeah, they they earned every bit of the reputation that they have. Um, I think it's a I think it's a crime that I didn't know about this place before we went, but now I'm gonna be singing its praises. Well, if it was a crime before, I think our penance would be to continue telling people to go to this place. Uh, it is. It's a sentence I'm happy to serve. So uh, we're going to take a break now, uh, and when we come back, I've got a little game for you. We've got uh, the return of our favorite, real or fake. Oh, no. Oh, yes. All right, we're back. Lucas, are you ready to play real or fake? Let's do this. All right. So once again, we have uh, six reviews in a row uh, from a variety of sources. We've got Yelp, TripAdvisor, and Google reviews. Um, all of these uh, are from the current restaurant, so none of these are from Emilio's. Okay. So there's no uh, there's no um, curveballs here. Uh, thank, thank you. And so I'm gonna go through these. I'm gonna read the review in full, tell you where it was from, and the star rating, and you're gonna tell me if it's a real review that I pulled off the internet or a fake one that uh, I just came up with what before you showed up. Okay. All right. So I'm going to give you uh, an easy one to start with and we're going to, we're going we're to have a good time. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's do this. All right. The first reviews from Google. This is from a man named Henry. This is two years ago. Henry gave the, gave Amelia's five stars. He's also got a reputation as a local guide. Okay. Henry. I originally was not happy about visiting this restaurant, but I ate my words, literally. This restaurant has amazing pizza, and the prices are very cheap. On top, they have bring-your-own-wine. What more can you ask from this restaurant? Food is amazing, prices are amazing, ambience is amazing. Real or fake? Henry Henry's telling the, he's telling the truth. Henry is a truth teller. Well, sure, but is this a real review, or did I write this and make it up? Oh, um, it's real. One for one. Yes. All right. So we're off to walk away a champion. I quit. We (laughs) we're off to a good start. Uh, This next review is also from Google. This one's from Ken. This is in all caps. I'm not going to yell it though. Okay, please. Uh, This is his only review. Three years ago, five stars. We love this place so much. Staff is so friendly and service is fast. Three exclamation points. The pizza is delicious and the pasta as well. Dot dot dot. It's our little hidden gem. Bring your own wine and you're not rushed. It's our place to have pizza, and we won't go anywhere else. It's is the bomb. Five exclamation points. That's, I no no one no one writes a review in all caps. Three years ago, if you said ten years ago, I would believe it. But three years ago, he's that's not he's fake. He's a faker. Not only is his name in all caps, he is also a real man. No, Ken is a real reviewer. He needs to take. Uh, oh my God! Needs- I said his whole name. <laughs> Oh, whoops. <laughs> Whoa, boy. Oh, shit. He, well, he needs to take that uh, Mavis teaches typing class to learn how to type not in tall caps. Listen. All right, so we're 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. Um, I knew that one would fool you. That was a bit Damn. That was a bit easy. All right, uh, our next review comes from TripAdvisor. This is Susan. Uh, this is uh, last October. Five stars. Subject line. Great pizza for little dough! Exclamation point. Aw, Susan. 
Checking into our nearby hotel slash apartment one evening, we asked the desk for a recommendation for a restaurant within walking distance. The recommendation was a great one. So good we enjoyed one more at Amelia's before departing Montreal. The restaurant is small and on the loud side during peak dining times, but well worth a try. Credit cards are not accepted, so make sure you take cash. Five stars for value, service, and food. Mm, this is this is really tough. That sounds like a real person would say this. Well, you've heard the reviews that I've written, so I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> shit. Susan, um, you sound like a sweetheart. I think I think I have to trust you. I think Susan is a real person. This is two for two. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm getting better at this. Maybe. Doubtful. <laughs> Give me the, serve me up the next one. All right. This one's from Jane. She's a Yelp reviewer and she was All one right. of the elite reviewers of 2018. Ooh, an elite Jane. Elite Jane. This review is from 2017 though. Jalit. So, Amelia's looks, what? <laughs> <laughs> She's Jane the Elite. She's Jalit. Amelia's looks like a... Ra- God damn it. I'm sorry. Amelia's looks like a neighborhood place to get a slice of pizza, but I found it wholly lackluster. The pizza has an incredibly thick crust that doesn't have a lot of flavor. I love a good Hawaiian pizza, but this one came with maraschino cherries inside the pineapple slices. The service was very mediocre, and they didn't take cards, which meant I had to get cash out from the ATM located awkwardly in the middle of their restaurant. Paying $20 for a personal-sized pizza with minimal flavor and toppings is not my idea of a good meal. Would not recommend for people who are pizza lovers and for those who enjoy bold flavors. One mm. star. Mm. Jane. I didn't have the Hawaiian, so I can't verify if that's true. Mm. So, is this review real, or did I write this? Is it fake? You gave me two real in a row. No, this is too meta about it. It's too much of a. It's too negative of a review to reflect what I experienced there. So I think it's fake. This is real. This is real. This is a real review. Why? <laughs> why would she write those things? <laughs> why would Jane write these things? I have no idea, but let's assume that it is true. She got maraschino cherries in her wine. Her- <laughs> what? Okay, I clearly I have to go back and verify this i have a feeling that there might have been a mistake or i don't know jane if you're out there fuck off jane you're wrong about this restaurant what the fuck go back there again you ready for the next one yeah i guess go bamboozle me again this is uh this is a so what are we we're two for two two for yeah yeah two for two hey that's not bad well i have two out of four yeah so i got correct so two two and oh Two and zero. Yeah. No. Yeah. Two and zero. You're okay. two for four. Because I had it gave you four. You got two yeah. wrong. Yeah. So you're two and zero. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Anyways, you're not doing well. You're doing about as well as you did last time. You got two two right last time out God. of the six. You ready? Are this you ready? game is about bullying me. Well, you didn't want to write it this time, so yes. <laughs> Are you ready? No. <laughs> Say the fucking thing. This one's from Clark J, also from Yelp. He was one of the elite 2016 reviewers, and Clark is from New York, New York. He gave it four stars, and uh, right at the top in caps letters, cash only. I saw that a lot in a lot of the ones that I found, so I guess that's just like a Yelp custom. Oh, to say, okay. Well, let them know right off the top. Cash only. 
It's not the subject line. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this pizza's cash only. From the outside, the restaurant is unassuming, but when you stroll in, what you see is a quaint, beautiful restaurant in the heart of the McGill Ghetto. My niece took me here, proclaiming the pizza was better than a New York slice, and I was certainly skeptical. Of course, my skepticism was dead and buried after a beautiful, clean plate. We both opted for individual 10-inch pizzas. I ordered the Reuben pizza, and she had a pizza Florentine. I couldn't believe my taste buds. Could it be that a classic New York sandwich can survive the transition from sliced bread to pizza slice? My very eyes couldn't believe it, let alone my tongue. Highly recommended, but I had to dock a star for the lack of payment by card. There is an ATM in-house, and the fee is not bad, but it's worth it to show up prepared. Very, very busy, bustling restaurant. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. I'm so scared, I'm going to say it's real. That's fake. Fuck! I wrote that one. Why? Because. How are you so good at getting me every time? I don't know, man, but uh, are you ready for the last one? Bamboozle me. This one's from TNT Elvis from TripAdvisor. Okay. <laughs> this, this is from Toronto. Fucking. <laughs> and he, uh, he reviewed it. He gave it five stars. This is from February 2017. You ready? Subject line. Awesome pizza. I must try in Montreal. Fell in love with this place about 15, 20 years ago when I lived in the area. Nowadays, after a quick name change, Emilio's to Emilia's, they are still making a fantastic pizza. Place gets very full, especially with McGill students, and the hours of operation aren't the greatest. But the pizza is really awesome. Best option is their fast call-up, order, and go pickup. Usually 20 minutes. Five cheese pizza is amazing, as are all the other options. A Montreal classic and gem. TNT Elvis. Toronto, Canada. He didn't sign that. I just repeated that. I felt it would be natural. Yeah. <laughs> I felt it would be Your right. name is TNT Elvis. <laughs> it's a... I... I you know, I saw that and, you know, I thought, oh, that's a name. No. No, it's not. <laughs> you think it's fake. God, I'm or do wrong. you think it's real? I'm going to be wrong. I think it's fake, but I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> you are wrong. That, that is real. As Somebody the, is they, named TNT Elvis or named themselves TNT Elvis. They named themselves that. You should have mentioned that. Come on. When you see a name like TNT Elvis, when you hear TNT Elvis... Uh, once again, uh, I'm bad at this game. Yeah. And I've embarrassed myself uh, well, <laughs> publicly. Well, the record still stands. Two out of six, which is a Two failing grade. Yep. Uh, you are to be banished to the Phantom Zone. Well, it's all right, because my 45 minutes are pretty much up, and the poison's <laughs> starting to take effect anyway. So let's... Uh, let's speed it along. Let's right. speed it along, I well, guess. Well, uh, you, know, you know how it goes on this show. Um, it's going to be tough, because you're dying of poison. <laughs> and uh, we got to drive over to the mail factory because it is time for the mailbag. So, oh, jeez. Uh, I'm going to get in, start the car, and uh, when we're back, we're going to read some uh, viewer letters. Okay. <laughs> Eric left me behind. Why didn't you get in? I'm sick with poison. Well, I got the mail. Uh, looks like it looks like I can carry it myself because we got 
one juicy letter this week. Oh, okay. Well, how juicy is it? Is it dripping? Uh, I mean, it's kind of... Maybe you don't want to open that mail. I mean, I, I opened it up. It was kind of... It's kind of like, you know, when the pizza gets turned upside down by accident. Oh, no. And then I turned it back up and oh, the, stuck to the, the top. the cheese and the pepper. You scrape yeah. it off the top and yeah. slap it back on and yeah. hope nobody notices. Well, I want to say thank you for Rory for sending us an upside down pizza. This is, uh, this is a letter from Rory. Hey. Hi, Rory. Thanks for sending your email. Hey, fellas. First time, long time. At 54 minutes and 37 seconds into the most recent episode, episode 03, Dr. Utker, during the... <laughs> What a fucking nerd. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> Just fucking putting timestamps. Come on. During the live play... <laughs> what is this, amateur hour? During the live playback of the pizza chocolate tasting, was Lucas about to blow chunks? My man makes a noise like he's definitely about to rob his guts out. Never mind. I know what I heard. Okay, thanks. Rory. Rory, you're not wrong. While I didn't vomit, I felt like vomiting for about three hours after eating that pizza. It was it was something else. Like so, if you listen back to that, um, I'm regularly asking, "Are you okay? You don't have to eat the last slice. You don't have to do it." I thought he was gonna vomit all yeah. over our table. Yeah, I I powered through because uh, I'm a member of the Clean Plate Club, and the plate, Clean Plate Club gets dessert. You you can hear him power through too. It's when Lucas makes the sound. Okay, I, I, I did that a few times. It was it was something else. Oh yeah, uh, we're really glad that you enjoyed the audio body horror from the last episode. And uh, I, uh, as I said in the reply to you, uh, we hope to startle and surprise you with more of Lucas's body noises down the line. I I pledge to make more noises with my corpus. Yeah. Um. So that was our letter of the week. Uh, thank I think... thank you for thank you Rory for sending us our letter for the week. We appreciate it. <laughs> Let's uh, read some stuff on Twitter. I, I think when you put it that way, it just sounds really depressing. Sorry, I did that. <laughs> Thank you, Rory, for engaging with us when no one else would. <laughs> we had a poll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the poll. Hey, over on Twitter, uh, we posted uh, a thing from Shitty Food Porn. It was, it was something. It was uh, raw onions and burnt hot dogs on a microwave pizza. Choices, of course, were I'd eat it or fire it into a volcano. Now, I said, uh, looking at that pizza, I would eat it. The hot dog char is delectable, and the daring choice of raw onion adds a unique umami appeal. Lucas, however... I voted uh, fire it into a volcano because yep. you don't put raw onions on a, on a pizza. And I, you know, I maintain steadfast my uh, opinion on raw onions. You can have it caramelized. You can have it raw. You can't have it halfway. So I will take the existence of raw onion on this uh, this thing. I I just don't like I don't like it. I don't like a lot of raw stuff on a pizza. Sure. I like a pizza to be a fully cooked sort of uh, ensemble. Yeah. The hot dogs being there, whatever. That's hot, fine for me. The hot dog char was. That's that's okay. Pretty right? good. The the real problem was the onion the onions the onions, the <laughs> onions. <laughs> wow, I don't know how that happened. The real problem was the onions. Yeah. Uh, still, we got sixty percent of voters saying that they'd eat it, which I honestly, bit of a surprise. Yeah, I guess sixty percent of our viewer base is, uh, has bad taste. I'm sorry. I love you. You're, you're right. I was wrong. You know, the best part about doing this show is when Lucas says something that he will immediately regret, and then I just sit and let him stew in it. 
Which is pretty much 80% of our relationship anyway. It's really fun to hear him backpedal. Uh, we did have one other complaint. Actually, oh. one other uh, thing that I want to mention way at the start of the show, but since we're here, um, one of the comments that I got about the show is that we sound too alike. Oh, do we? So now, now I'm trying to figure out what we do to try and fix that. Um, I maybe I can lower my maybe I can lower my voice like this. No, I just sound like Kevin in the office. That's not a good idea. Yeah, what's wrong with that? As much as I love Kevin as a character, <laughs> I don't want to be Kevin. Why? What's wrong with Kevin? He's balding. <laughs> I like my change, hair. That doesn't change how your how your voice sounds, though. Yeah, but I, if I affect the voice, then I might psychologically affect the character, and then my hair would fall out. No, balding is hereditary. Your brother's gonna go bald first. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to cut that out? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. No, cut it out. God damn it! I can't help but backpedal. <laughs> I can't help it. Oh, man. Shouldn't take you to spin class because you shouldn't go right through the back wall. Yep. All I know how to do is go backwards. On those stationary bikes, somehow you're going to do it. Yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock the bike off, but only, be, <laughs> but only be backpedaling right into the old lady behind me. <laughs> well. <laughs> hey, if you have a pizza brand that you want us to take on or a pizza restaurant you want us to check out, email us at g2g2gpod at gmail.com. Tweet us at g2g2gpod. We're also on Facebook and Instagram now, so come check us out. Yeah, go like the page. Uh, follow us everywhere we are. We are omnipresent. We try to be anyway. And no, we're not going to do anything to change our voices. After a certain amount of time, you're just going to learn the differences. Yeah. I'm when the you... one who talks slightly higher, and Lucas is the one who talks a little low, but then sometimes he talks a little bit like a crazy guy. Yes. And if you hear somebody being regretful about a thing, they said, it's me. It's always me. What if we try switching voices for a bit? Why don't you try doing me, and I'll do your voice? How, how do I talk like you? I don't know. You've heard me like five episodes, four episodes in now. Try it. Just pretend. Just try it. If you had to do an impression of me, what would you do? Because you know I can do an impression of you. Yeah, I'm so bad at impressions, though. I know. Um, that's the fun of it. Hey, hey! Welcome to Guy to Guy to Guy. It's me, Lucas. Uh, welcome. Today, we're going to be uh, discussing the anthological differences between pizza and pepperoni. Oh, you fucking nerd. It's me. I'm <sighs> <sighs> I need to Fuck sleep. off. I'm not breathing into the microphone like that. I need to sleep apnea mask. <laughs> <sighs> oh my I really appreciated the, the history behind the people behind this place that, <clears throat> but I'm gonna now I'm gonna read for about three minutes off a script that I prepared. <laughs> Nothing um, but good things to say about <laughs> me. That's all you got. All right. Well, next show, as you know, as we said, uh, Pizzeria Van Horn is next on the docket. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, we can do guests at some point, but uh, yeah, we can't afford that yet. So, hey, yeah. Yeah. If you want to send us money, put it in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I hear that if you just wrap a dollar bill inside of a, a really dark, thick paper, they're never going to open it up and take yeah. your money. Yeah, so it's it's safe. Just ship it to us. Ask us, uh, ask us through our social media what our addresses are. Yeah. Please don't send us anything dangerous, but send us money. <laughs> if you do send something dangerous, you know, just... Send it, it to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next episode, Pizzeria Van Horn. Van Horn.
Van Horn. <laughs> I don't know why you started doing that, but now it's fun. Van Horn. Oh, it's me, Lucas. It's your pizzeria, oh. Van Horn. Today, we are going to go to Pizzeria Van Horn, and we are going to eat our pizza. Made by a Greek man who has been there for 60 years. I believe he is glued to the floor. Hello, it's me, Stavros. He's just telling you to come to Pizzeria Van Horn. It'll be delicious. Stavros, you need to be talking with more enthusiasm for the customers. This is all the enthusiasm I can muster, mister. It's okay. It's okay. You're my cousin. I, I love you. Christopher, what are you doing here? I am coming to check on you, Stavros. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the return of a classic. Uh, well, bye. Yeah, have a good one. Hey, use a voice memo for you. I think Mr. Puffs should start a charity drive, and then if you donate over $20 and get a tax receipt, the subject line of email should say, Luke, who a difference in the world? <laughs> <laughs>